Hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni in 2021. Yeah, so this episode's going to come out a little later than I expected because of power outages and internet issues, but that's okay. Better late than never, right? Because we're going to start back in Revelation chapter 4. And stay tuned to the end of today's podcast for all the details on my one-year anniversary for this podcast giveaway. If you're enjoying the content here on Moments with Moni, I invite you to partner with me by praying with me for the listeners, by leaving a review on Podchaser so that more people can be reached to listen to this podcast. You can buy me a coffee or two to help support the cost of this podcast by pressing the yellow button on my website. And you can do all of these things and share an episode with family and friends from the website of momentswithmoni.com. Hello again, and thanks for inviting me into your earbuds, your home, your tea party, wherever you're at, your country, across the world. I am so thankful for this way of sharing my thoughts, God's thoughts from the Bible, and just spending some time with you. So I, I appreciate that you take the time to listen. We are almost two weeks into the new year, and I know that a lot of us have resolutions or goals in mind this time of year. I try not to put too much into the resolutions, but to certainly set goals, especially spiritual ones. The Bible reading program for me is very important. Um, I hope you found one online. There's all different kinds, but I tend to think of it as a wagon wheel when I'm going over all the things in my mind that I should remember. Um, think about a wagon wheel on a an old wagon with the wooden spokes. If we have all of those spokes inside the wheel intact, the wheel continues to turn. But if you lose one or two or more of those spokes, you get a flat tire or a broken wagon wheel that might get stuck on the side of the road. So when we get stuck in a ditch and we need pulling out, it's time to remember to replace those spokes, like reading the Bible, praying, talking with and listening to God, fellowshipping with others in the house of God, worshiping God in song and in life, Corporate worship is wonderful. It was such an encouragement this last week. And then also reaching out to others and sharing the gospel. Are any of your wagon wheel spokes broken right now? If they are, just start moving because God is so good at pulling us up out of the muck and the mire and sending us on our way. I am definitely happy to get back to this particular spoke in my wheel of sharing Revelation with you. It was back December 15th of last year, 2020, that we touched on Revelation chapter 4, the rapture. It didn't happen between then and now, so, but there's still hope. But until then, we can continue with the rest of the book. I have to say that as I was reviewing all of this information in Revelation and thinking ahead 
to the other chapters in the book, it sure does seem so important to relate this information to you at this time in our nation's history. I am not one to really get into politics, but I can certainly see how the world stage is being set for the things that are coming in the book of Revelation. Back in our history, some of the things that are mentioned in the book of Revelation would not be possible. But God. I do want to remind you that while you're reading this, if you are a believer in Christ, there's hope because Jesus is coming for us. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, listen carefully. There is still hope for you. There's no need to fear if you trust in him now. We are at the end of the church age. That's what we're covering in the book of Revelation at this time. But as I mentioned in episode number 83, there's actually comfort in the words of Revelation 1 through 4. So if you haven't heard that section, go back and listen to it before we continue. The end looks so close. After we touched on Revelation chapter 4 verses 1 and 2, there is a split in the timeline of history. One goes up into heaven, the church, and one stays down here on earth. And those that remain here will go through the tribulation period. It is actually God that dictated the separation of sections or created an outline in Revelation as he dictated the words to John that said in Revelation 1 verse 8 that says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. As we read further in Revelation chapter 1 verse 19, the outline is specifically mentioned there again, too. Chapter 4 begins the third section. The things which shall take place after this. So as we learned in the podcast last time, number 83, John was called up into heaven. And as this chapter begins, we get a peek into the heavenlies and what is going on up there or will be going on. As I shared in episode 83 at the beginning of chapter 4 of Revelation, I share my views of what I have studied, but I wish with all of my heart that you would study the Word of God on your own, as we are responsible for what we know from the Word. Don't just take my word for it. Study to show yourself approved of God. Come to your own conclusions. Bible literacy is important so that we not succumb to the lies of false teachers. And as I shared on the last episode, I will be sharing from a pre-tribulation viewpoint. I recently saw a video that was of someone saying that a personal relationship with Jesus is harmful and dangerous. Yikes, that turned my stomach because I see, as I'm studying through Revelation, I see the world stage heading quickly to embrace the one world government 
one world religion and one world economy of revelation chapter 13. now that's still later in the future during the tribulation period remember repent repeat said jesus to the church of ephesus it's not too late there is hope while the holy spirit is still here in god's true church but one day soon we will be snatched away and the holy spirit will leave with us and then there will be no more restrainer of evil biblical literacy is so important so that we do not fall for the lies of false teachers all right it's time to dig into the blessing of the lord by reading and listening and obeying his word let's start at the beginning of chapter 4 in revelation after this i looked and behold a door was opened in heaven and the first voice which i heard was like that of a trumpet talking with me which said come up hither and i will show thee things which must be hereafter and immediately i was in the spirit and behold a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne and he that sat was to look upon like jasper he looked like jasper and a sardine stone and there was a rainbow all around the throne and it looked like an emerald and round about the throne were four and twenty seats and upon these seats i saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment and they had on their heads crowns of gold and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of god and before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind or in the front and in the back and the first beast was like a lion and the second beast like a calf and the third beast had a face as a man and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle and the four beasts had each of them six wings around him and they were full of eyes within and they rested not day and night saying holy 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 lord god almighty which was and is and is to come and when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who lives for ever and ever the four and twenty elders fell down before him that sat on the throne and worshipped him that lives for ever and ever and cast their thrones before the throne saying you are worthy o lord to receive glory and honor and power for you have created all things and for your pleasure they are and were created amen and amen what a powerful powerful picture of what heaven is going to be like one day when we enter through the gates and enter into god's presence 
What a glorious day that will be. I certainly don't look forward to the preliminaries of pain and death in this body, from this body, to get there. So I'm certainly putting my hope and trust in the rapture. And of course, I shared the scriptural reasons for that last time. Chapter 4, verse 2, it was written, Come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. It was not John's present day. So these are future events. At this point in the scriptures, Jesus is done talking to the churches. In fact, the churches of Revelation chapter 2 and 3 are not even mentioned again until chapter 19. However, as we go up into heaven, this snatching away of the church into heaven is what we're getting a glimpse of. One day, like John, we will see what he saw there. He saw a throne in heaven, a beautiful throne with God sitting on it. In front of him, as it were, a sea of glass. And there was an emerald-colored rainbow around the throne. It's interesting to note at this point that John does not describe the... Uh, personhood or the looks of God or the one on the throne, but he describes the light colored all around him. Do you remember from the covenant study, the promise of the rainbow? It was a promise of God's mercy and his grace. And it's always fresh and green about the throne of God. The other stones and the colors thereof are mentioned. A jasper stone is like a diamond, and a sardine stone is red. Perhaps the pure white light and maybe the blood of Christ? I'm just guessing, but those things come to mind when I think of the sacrifice of my Savior. John also tells us that around the throne were 24 thrones, and on these thrones he saw 24 elders that were sitting, and they were clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. Through the finished work of Jesus on the cross, he has made all those that believe in him to be priests, to be heirs with him. Romans 8.17 says, Now, if we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus. If, in fact, we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And we will reign with him. According to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Enduring, we with him will reign. Who him denies he will disclaim. John also tells us that around the throne there were voices and lightning and thunder and fire. It reminds me of God's presence on Mount Sinai back in Exodus chapter 20 when all the people experienced the thunder and the lightning, the sound of the ram's horn and the smoking mountain, and the people experienced it as they trembled and stood at a distance. They told Moses, um, you, you speak to us and we will listen, but 
Don't let God speak with us or we may die. This picture most definitely communicates the awesomeness of our God. There were also seven lamps of fire that were burning before the throne. The Holy Spirit, or the seven spirits of God, are referred to in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, that says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and power, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit has been represented as a dove in the Gospels, and then here again, as a flame of fire, and in Acts chapter 2 as well. As we look further into the description of what heaven looks like, John shares something called a what looks like a sea of glass. Whether it's glass or water or I, I don't know, but it's like crystal, crystal clear. Now, if we remember from the tabernacle pictures, there was a laver for the washing of the priests. And we are washed with the water of the word. In Ephesians 5:26, it says, So that he might make it holy by cleansing it, washing it with the water and the word. The word to us a, as crystal glass gives us a clear idea, a clear picture of God and ourselves, like a mirror that reflects who we are in Christ. No longer will our picture of God be like that of through a fuzzy, blurred mirror, but we will actually see him for who he is. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, as all of us reflect the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces, we are becoming more like him with an ever-increasing glory because of the Lord's Spirit. John also described the four living creatures all around the throne. They had eyes in the front and in the back. They were like a lion, like a calf, like the face of a man, and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. The four of these creatures each had six wings and were full of eyes all around and within. They're also mentioned in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 1 and also in chapter 10. And these creatures, we understand, were cherubim, the angelic beings that surrounded the throne of God. Satan, our enemy, once used to be one of these high angelic beings, according to Ezekiel chapter 28. My, how far he has fallen. You were the anointed cherub, having been set in place on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of fiery stones. Choices, choices, our choices are so important. And the only way to make a good choice is to be informed of what the truth is. We also saw the cherubim as God described how to create the tabernacle, um, especially in the most holy place. 
The Bible tells us that the tabernacle is a model of the throne of God. And into the curtain that was between the holy and the holy of holies was a uh, curtain that was embroidered with pictures of the cherubim. Commentators have many ideas on what the different faces mean on these angels. Too much for me to get into here. I guess I will wait to do that in a further study, and you can do it on your own. Or should the rapture happen tonight, we'll be up in heaven to find out on our own, face to face. But for now, these creatures, they were created to worship God constantly in heaven, saying, holy, 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 holy. In Hebrew, the double repetition of a word adds emphasis, while the rare threefold repetition designates the superlative and calls attention to the infinite holiness of God, according to the commentator Johnson. They do not rest in their worship of God. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to the one on the throne who lives forever, our God Almighty, the 24 elders fall down from their thrones and worship the one who lives forever and ever. As the 24 elders bow down to worship Jesus, they place their crowns at the feet of Jesus. These crowns were known as the Stephanos crowns, crowns of victory, not royalty. Everything we have as priests of God, we give back to him because without him, we are nothing and we can do nothing. These 24 elders represent all the redeemed of God. They throw every achievement, every reward that they have back at the Lord's feet, because we know and will proclaim that he is worthy to receive glory and honor and power. Do you see the beautiful picture of unity? Unity, unity. Everyone's crying for unity. However, the phrase should be unity in Christ for the believer. That does cause division here on earth because we cannot have unity in Christ along with those that disobey the word of God. But one day soon in heaven, there will be no room for or no heart with a divided opinion. There will be no, there won't be different political parties or countries that want their own way. The 24 elders will be in unity of heart in Christ. What a beautiful picture that will be when we are in Jesus's presence, all worshiping him with a united heart. Hallelujah! For your pleasure, we have been created. Thank you, Father God, for creating us for your pleasure. As Spurgeon wrote, if you and I should walk into some great cathedral where they were singing and ask to be allowed to sing in the choir, they would ask whether we had learned the tune or not, and they would not let us join unless we had. We cannot expect that untrained voices should be admitted into a choir above. 
So now, dear brothers and sisters, have you learned to cast your crowns at the Savior's feet already? Now, I know there are some that might think that an eternity of worshiping God will be a boring thing to do. There's got to be more. But I have to say that we worship what we love here. If you love the mountains or the lakes, you spend all the time you can carve out of a busy week to spend there, whether it be at the movie theater or, well, right, these days, on the sofa in front of your own TV. We all have our own idols, but there is only one that is worthy to be on the throne of our heart, and that is God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all in one, the lover of our soul, God Almighty. If you're not excited about being in God's presence to worship him forever, it might be time to get back into the book to read the love letters that he wrote for you and for me. That should excite your heart and bring you to a place of wanting to worship, to sit at his feet. Remember, you were created for his pleasure. He didn't have to create us. He could have stayed in eternity all by himself, but he wanted someone to love. Because of sin entering the world, in Genesis chapter 3, and through the covenants, it's explained that sin keeps us separated from God. As a believer in Jesus, we will one day see him face to face. And our job on this earth, until we go into that kingdom, step foot into that kingdom of God, we have a job to do, and that's to bring others along with us. If you need to talk, or want to send a comment, or have a question, I invite you to visit momentswithmoni.com. And now, a special message for all my listeners. Moments with Moni will be one year old on January 31st. And for this wonderful occasion, I have a giveaway going on on social media. If you would like to have a chance to win a book that I'm giving away, there are some instructions on Facebook, in the Facebook page, on the Facebook group, also on Instagram, and also I will leave a link here in the show notes on the podcast. The book I will be giving away goes right along with the biblical literacy that I'm trying to share to the world as well as the gospel. And during these last days of the church age, we've been warned to know our Bible, to know what it says so that we will not be fooled by the lies of the false teachers, the false prophets. And in line with that, I'd like to offer the book in the giveaway that is written by Elisa Childers. It's called Another Gospel? And what she does is share her own story of being fooled by a pastor. Another Gospel describes the intellectual journey that Elisa took over several years as she wrestled with a series of questions that struck at the core of the Christian faith in her heart. 
after everything she had ever believed about God, Jesus, and the Bible had been picked apart, she found herself at the brink of despair. Until God rescued her, helping her to rebuild her faith one solid brick at a time. In a culture of endless questions, you need solid answers. If you or someone you love has encountered the ideas of progressive Christianity and aren't sure how to respond, Alicia's journey will show you how to determine and rest in what's unmistakably true. Author Lee Strobel said about the book, This may be the most influential book you will read this year. You can find the instructions on how to enter this giveaway on my website at momentswithmoni.com. Just click on the subscribe and comment button at the top when you get there and fill out the form. This giveaway is open from today, January 12th to January 31st, 2021. So don't forget to go over there and put in your entry. Thanks for helping me celebrate Moments with Moni. Thank you.